Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Let's check in with the one, the only. He's got the name Hoop Scoop. Is that always been the times past, Kevin, where you've been on the cutting edge of news stories? Is that why it, you're called Hoop Scoop? <laughs> uh, you know, but I think anybody that loves a sport or has a passion for anything, but especially in sports, you, you, you know, you, you kind of maybe drill down on things a little deeper, deeper and a little more. Doesn't mean you're superior or have a better opinion necessarily. Uh, we know how sports are. Everyone's got an opinion, and sometimes even people that study it or are into it um, can be wrong. But I, I just felt like, you know, that was, you know, it rhymed. It, you know, got the word hoop in there. I cover Arkansas basketball. I've been asked uh, by a couple of different national publications to come on board, and I've declined. I just want to – I mean, I do cover a lot of the players nationally on the high school and grassroots level, but it's always center focus on Arkansas and, and kind of works its way out from there. Um, but, yeah, that, I mean, I'm surprised you asked me about that today, Randy. I didn't have a prepared answer. Um <laughs> So I don't really have a good answer other than I just love the game. And so well, that's – I feel I mean, like you I, every, can bring a little more if you love you, something. Every time I introduce you, I say, Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop. Well, you need to right. know the origin. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I may have waited you too know, long to have. ask you that. Hey, yeah, we probably cream. need to be, get on the record with that one. I've, i gotta, I got to agree with you there. Maybe he likes ice so, cream. So there's there, there's nothing scientific about it. I didn't do any what are the best name, you know, searches. or I don't do stuff like that. I just, you know, it might have been even lazy on my part. It rhymed and it, I got the word hoop in there and it helps describe, you know, my maybe my passion to get information out. So that, right, I'm, now, I'm a sport now, that I love. So there it is. Let's go ahead and move forward. Your thoughts on the Arkansas-Illinois game. Your thoughts. Well, I thought Arkansas was – you know, we think of eight and nine seed teams as being almost identical or equal. And in, in, in reality, there was a lot of similarities between these two teams. Not good three-point shooting teams. Not good free-throw shooting teams. Uh, typically, uh, at times, can be really careless with the basketball. And we saw all of that play out, except for Arkansas was the better of the two turnover teams. Uh, and Arkansas was superior at the free-throw line, uh, which... We've talked about it all year. Arkansas had games like that. When Arkansas went on the road and beat Kentucky by 15, they shot 20 of 24 at the foul line. Arkansas got off to a shaky start. Nine of their first 15, that was early in the second half when they started two of three. But the second half, they end up 15 to 17. So they started the second half two of three. That meant their last 14 free throws, they made 13. And that included a nine of 10 in the final minute 18. So that this wasn't one of those games that devolved into maybe you'll lose your lead late and have to have, you know, another game-winning shot or something like that. Instead, Arkansas continued to maintain at least a two-possession lead all the way down to about the two-minute mark. And once they started knocking down those free throws, they actually built it up to a three-possession lead, and it never got closer than that. And they ended up winning by 10. So, you know, I fought in a game of teams that kind of mirrored each other in a lot of ways. Arkansas was better, and I think part of that was I thought Arkansas actually had position-to-position more talent, I thought. So I thought Arkansas was the more talented team, and I also thought getting away from the SEC, when you're one-dimensional like Arkansas, all those teams in your league, 
they're used to you as good as Musselman is at game planning. Sometimes it's just good to get away from teams and coaches that that know how to game plan for you because they play you all the time and see you all the time and know what you're trying to do. Even though these other teams have good coaches, it's a really short you know, time frame to get ready, and then you haven't seen that played against that. And so I think that helped Arkansas's athleticism and length and talent rise to the top. Arkansas was dominant on the glass in addition to be, being better in turnovers. And, again, that free throw line, what, what, you know, Arkansas's got to find a way if they're not going to win turnover battle, stay close. They won it yesterday. But you got to stay close there, and you're going to have to be competitive on the free throw line, both in getting there in vol- enough volume uh, to, to, to score to help supplement your offense, but then you've got to be efficient. Because we know this team's not a good three-point shooting team. And that was another beautiful stat from the game against Illinois. Both teams shot 27%. Arkansas, 3 of 11. Illinois doubled that, 6 of 22. So 3 of 11 in each half. So Arkansas kept those attempts down. I always say, be closer to 10 than 15. If you're going over 15 and you're Arkansas shooting threes, you're probably having an off game doing the stuff that really – is in your wheelhouse, which is getting to the basket and getting to the free throw line. Let's talk with uh, Anthony. Anthony, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Roll, big, silly. Give me a A R K Arkansas Razorbacks. I'm cheering, y'all. How y'all doing? Man, we're doing great. Sounds like you're doing good too. I know this, right, y'all. Boy, I enjoyed that game last night when Arkansas put on that run. They was up by 10, then they got down, you know, halfway to the second half. They was down by four. I'm like, Arkansas, I know they can do better now. I said, Arkansas going to come back and win. I predicted that they was going to win. Like, you know, I thought they was going to lose, but they didn't lose. I had faith in them. And, and so what do y'all think about Arkansas going to the uh, Sweet 16 or the Final Four? What do y'all think? I like it. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you. Well, got to beat Kansas um, to do it. Hey, it's a good matchup for Arkansas, I think. What do you think, Kevin? You know, Rick, I agree. I think for a couple of reasons, mostly Arkansas, Kansas typically under Bill Self has a lot of depth. This is a team that's a lot like Arkansas. That you know, the top five are going to play the heavy bulk of the minutes. Then you've got two or three sprinkled in there. So you know, a seven-eight rotation, but five getting the ball. That's how Arkansas is. In past, Kansas has had more than that, and they use those extra bodies in the past, guys. That were because uh, they like to get in transition and they like to wear teams down over time. We know that's how Arkansas did things back under Nolan Richardson years ago. So that's not how Arkansas plays under Mussman, but it's a, a, a feature that's been prevalent in, in Bill Self's program. Not not so much this year, but this team's got a lot of experience uh, when we talk about a national championship, but also a lot of their guys that are in that top rotation are veteran guys that have been in this program for a while. Arkansas, conversely, uh, doesn't have a, I mean, even though Devo Davis and Kamani Johnson have been part of these last two NCAA tournament runs, that's the end of it. And even though they've got some veteran guys who transferred in, they're new to this program, and then you mix that in with several freshmen, three being heavily involved in your top rotation. There's just a lot of stuff that Arkansas still deals with dysfunctionally because I think there's a, still a lack of cohesion 34 games in, whereas Kansas doesn't have those issues. And so when the talent – and the athletic talent and, and some of the other stuff looks similar, and Arkansas might even have some advantages there. The difference, I think, is all that experience versus a team that's just kind of kind of Frankenstein together. I mean, when you put, bring in 11 new players, even 34 games in, 
sometimes it looks disconnected, and that's what happens with Arkansas. Even during stretches in a game it controlled for the most part against Illinois, Arkansas trailed 2 nothing, and after they went up 4-2, to they never trailed again. They were never tied again, and then it, Illinois made a few runs. But we didn't, in the second half, we saw an 8-0 run, a 7-0 run, things that we're thinking, okay, here they go again. Uh, but Arkansas didn't have those collapses where it becomes 13 nothing, 15 nothing runs where now they're trailing. That didn't happen. A team like Kansas, this is where Arkansas is going to have to find a way, some resolve to not even have, you know, definitely not have give up big runs. But you probably need to limit even more those 8-0, 7-0 runs because that's a team that has the experience to put you down, even if you might be matching up well with them, just by playing a better brand of basketball, a more consistent brand of basketball for long stretches of the game. That's what Arkansas is up against trying to knock off a one seed. Last year's team was a four seed, knocked off a one in the, the third round, the, the regional semifinals, also known as the Sweet 16 in Gonzaga. This is a little bit different. I think one seeds in this round went over 80% of the time. And the eight or nine seeds that have success have been, by the vast majority have been eight seeds. So there's something there if you're looking at it historically. This obviously is its own setup. But, you know, last year I think it was used, I think it was North Carolina that upset one seed Baylor in the second round. Um, and so we know it can happen. It happened just a season ago. And Arkansas, you know, can, can look at its own successes and competitiveness against teams like Alabama and Baylor to know they can be in the game at the end against anybody. We're going to squeeze him in. This is savage, savage good afternoon. What's going on, fellas? You doing all right? What's up, buddy? How are you? Oh, doing good. You know, Kevin, you talk about the origins of nicknames and names. I was actually blessed to be born with the name Savage, so it's it's a pretty good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, that, you know, know who's, watching the game last night, you know, I need Nick Smith to play within the game. Don't get sped up. You know, even though the alley up to, to Ricky Council – It'd probably put the, the game over. But for most of us fans, that second half, it's excruciating. When they got within five, you, we, we, they just get closer and closer to you know, these comebacks. Even though we won the game, it, it's, it's nail-biting for me. I don't watch the game with other people. I, I watch them by myself because <laughs> most people can't stand the way I watch the game. Smart. Well, <laughs> yeah, but, Kevin, there's a, I learned something today. Uh, Tom Izzo was watching the basketball game. He was actually in the, in the arena watching the ball game. I didn't know an active coach that can only watch another live basketball game only during the NCAA tournament. They can't do that during the regular that season. Is correct. Did you know that? That is correct. Yes. 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 That's that's pretty crazy to me. I mean, it's, you can watch them on TV, but you can't actually be in the arena. Right. You know, when, when was that that's in trade? Right. But they but they let you at the NCAA tournament because those are teams that you normally haven't seen before. You may not even be able to. You don't know who to be looking for tapes of, so they let you watch them in person. I got you. Pretty interesting, though. All right, Kevin, y'all have a good one. Appreciate it. Thanks. Oh, by oh. the way, Arkansas, Auburn. Auburn has struck in the top of the fourth home run by Auburn. Arkansas trailing one nothing in the top half of the inning. All right, Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Also join us, Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Drive Time Sports will continue. Joined again by Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Gentlemen, I want to read this one. 
uh, from our Asher Record Service company, Live Fiend Feedback. It's uh, from Hippie Hog. What if that means he's over 50? Anyway, um, says, guys, I hope it's not going unnoticed by fans, but by far the biggest cheerleader on our bench, always excited for his teammates and with the biggest smile, I think it's very commendable for this highly touted young man, and it shows a lot of class. I hope Barry Dunning Jr. sees a future at Arkansas. He really seems to love it. Good to hear. You know, that, of course, you can be a cheerleader one day. Uh, Connor Vanover was a great cheerleader uh, when he was at Arkansas, and he didn't stay. And they got abused by Duke yesterday. Yeah, he did. Um, I'm sorry, You hear a lot of – sorry, guys. That's okay. Your turn. I'm having a hard time hearing. If y'all are still talking, I'm talking over you. My apologies. No, we were talking about uh, somebody pointed out what a great cheerleader Barry Dunning Jr. is, and I said that's absolutely fabulous. But I said so was Connor Vanover, and that didn't mean he's going to stay. But but who knows? Uh, we we won't start yeah. talking about who's coming back until the season's over. How's that? Yeah, and you know, I mean, I've got I've I've been putting a lot of reporting out on a lot of these transfer portal contacts Arkansas is making. But I've actually got a, a, two or three of them that I've got more information on that I think Arkansas is actually more serious about. We know how they do it. They cast the wide net, but only some and only a few really in relative to the, the <laughs> how many they reach out to are they really pursuing. And I've got leads on two or three of them, but I'm, I'm sitting on putting some stuff out until the season's over. And some of that stuff's going to come out anyway. I mean, I you know, I can't prevent uh, some of it coming out prior to that, but I, I, as far as my part of it, Let's see what shakes out. I mean, part of it's letting the season in. We know our guys are going to get in the portal. It happens every year. Uh, the staff typically knows who they who they want and who they are going to help move on. Um, and, and you know, but it's always great when you have players who are not on the court, but your culture strong. When when you see the positive, the positives, like a Barry Dunning Jr. Uh, guys maybe not having their best game when they're on the bench, being active and and cheering on their teammates and, getting, and, and staying in, you know, locked in on what's going on with the game. You always want to see that. I think, you know, I think Arkansas's culture, for the most part, has been really strong in that regard. And those, a lot of those guys, you know, even having said that, they're going to, like you said, Rick, no guarantee that they'll be back. Um, I've always thought of Barry Dunning since he's, since Arkansas started recruiting him, uh, the, the folks that within U of A that, that were recruiting were telling me they felt like he was going to be a great culture fit on many levels. And so maybe there is a path for him to, to remain at Arkansas and factor in to the on-court uh, plan. But if not, you know, some players will stay because they like where they are. Most will probably move on because they want to play. Tell you who else has been great on the bench when he hadn't played, even when he hadn't played the game. Kamani Johnson. That guy, is uh-huh. a uh, he's a major cheerleader too. Yep. And that's why it's, yeah. it was good to see him play so well yesterday. Yeah, he – and, and look, he's been an X factor. I thought Jordan Walsh was the biggest X factor. I think Makai Mitchell now in postseason, after really looked struggling those last three regular season games where Arkansas lost him, like the whole front line was regressing. He's been solid in postseason, Makai. And, and again, I thought Jordan Walsh, his energy, his defense, just his his ball hawking attitude. You know, you see a lot of it from Devo Davis. It's been hit and miss with other guys, but I thought Jordan Walsh was. 
a big X factor for Arkansas. And you said Kamani. I mean, 12 minutes, five points, five rebounds, four offensive rebounds. He had to stick back at the end of the first half to put Arkansas back in the lead in double digits after that run where Shannon finally got on the scoreboard and had eight straight points for the Illini. Big putback for Kamani. Just looked like he was battling three or four guys for that stick back. And then, yeah. and, and then in the second half, they had another run, got it down to five after Arkansas led by 17, I believe. And uh, Devo Davis ended up passing down to Kamani, who got an and one. He finished, got fouled. Mm-hmm. and made the free throw, and that put them back up by eight. So, you know, sometimes we look at stats at the end of the game where we're like, well, you know, that, that doesn't seem all that great. But if you watch a game, the, the stats sometimes can be misleading in both directions. And five points and five rebounds in that game were huge because of the tone that Kamani set. And I was glad to see him start, I think, getting guys with experience in the NCAA tournament. He and Devo Davis, I thought it was smart for Muslim to go that direction and get two guys – that have been there and done that at that state on that stage to get off to set a tone and get Arkansas off to a, a, a solid start, which they did. What do you think the method to his badness was in announcing another starting lineup and then starting the one he started? <laughs> Chuck and Matt were totally caught off guard uh, by yeah, those people. Yeah, and evidently, caught off guard. The, yeah, the Illinois coaching staff was caught off guard. Yeah, uh, yeah who knows? Uh, you know. <laughs> Whatever, if that was part of game planning, it worked. Arkansas, look, we know Arkansas has lapses and teams, you know, now you're thinking, okay, this may not go our way. But Arkansas was the better team, you know, 37, 38 minutes of that game probably. And they took the best score for, for Illinois out of the game for the first 16 minutes in, in building leads and, and establishing, setting a tone. And so whatever's working, you know, yeah. I noticed that too. I take a lot of pride in getting the starting lineup out as soon as possible. Once it's released, I had it out, and then when I saw the actual starters, I had to delete it because it made. I thought, well, did I miss something? <laughs> I think all of us did. Well, it was uh, it was confusing to say the least. You know that that is the good thing about some of the tools that we have that we can watch the game. At least they they got the word to the right people who are feeding us the uh, information from stat broadcast. So at least that part uh, we were able to get yeah. correct. By the way, Auburn is now up two to nothing, and they have runners at first and second. There are two outs, but uh, had a sack fly a moment ago. Auburn leading Arkansas two to nothing in the top half of the fourth inning. And once again, if you're listening to us and you're thinking, Dead gummit, what are you doing to me? I want to hear the game. 106.7. 106.7 is where you can hear today's game. Arkansas baseball. Randy, I wanted to throw something in real quick about this matchup. Yeah. I, I think physically, talent-wise, all these things, there's not a big, there's not really much despair. They talk about the experience and stuff. This is a very good ball movement passing team, and everybody seems to be on the same page. So Arkansas, sometimes when they're playing good defense, they for teams that are patient and pass the ball well, you have to be really good. In other words, your individual matchups and in help, because even though you're doing the right thing to cut one guy off, they know how to pass and guys are cutting. So Arkansas is going to have to be good in rotations, help, closeouts. Um, they're just going to have to be, I think, extra good in some aspects. This team averages over 16 assists a game. That ranks 12th in college basketball. They only turn it over 12 times a game. That may sound a little high, but Plus over plus four in the in the comparison there, 
Uh, we know Arkansas uh, can struggle sometimes with its own turnovers, but I think it's going to be real key Arkansas not to be just a good, not just good in uh, guarding their man, but then good in recovery and help. Uh, because this team will burn you even at the end of late and shot clocks. They'll find easy ways to score just by moving the ball smartly. And we don't have time for you to elaborate, but the other big question tomorrow would be, is Bill Self going to be on the bench? Wow, no doubt. Did not make the press conference today, but uh, that means he can't return tomorrow. It's day-to-day. All right, Kevin, we will talk with you next week. That is Kevin McPherson. Bear Notice Hoop Scoop, courtesy of hogville.net.